Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Filling the Tea Leaves. My name is Michelle. I am the owner and founder of Remember Love. You can find me online at rememberlovehealing.com, and you can also find me on Instagram, which is my favorite spot to hang out lately, and that is at rememberlove. And if you've been around for a while, you know that I finally got my registered trademark. Yay, I'm official. So if you ever go on my website, you're going to see that nice little R with a circle. It was such an uphill battle. Uh, There was a lot of legal stuff happening on the background, but we finally, 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 finally have a registered trademark, which is super exciting and probably about the most adult thing that I've done next to being a mom, uh, just because it went on for almost two years. Somebody fought me on the name, believe it or not, but no worries. We came to an agreement, um, had an amazing attorney. If ever anybody ever needs a trademark attorney, come on over. I got the perfect recommendation. And the other person's attorney, it was, there was a lot of back and forth, but either way, we settled. The other person, there is another Remember Love, but she strictly does like fashion stuff. Very nice person. Um, but it is an awesome name, so why wouldn't people want this awesome name of Remember Love? But we do do different things, so there should be no confusion. Uh, but Remember Love, my Remember Love is rememberlovehealing.com, and we focus on spirituality, being kind, being awesome humans, crystals, and just focusing on our own divine connection. Uh, let's see what else is happening. There's a lot of stuff happening. So if you listen to my last very brief episode, I finally made it to Nairobi, Kenya, and it is absolutely stunning, especially coming from a place like the Middle East. There's so much greenery. It's actually raining outside. My desk has a view of outside of my garden and there's trees and I'm looking at birds of paradise and bougainvilleas and I have roses and it's just feeding my soul and it's so exciting but Nairobi is at a really high altitude so every so often you might hear me do this and it's not because I am well it's actually because I'm struggling for breath the air is really thin up here and I haven't quite gotten used to it so I'm going to do that a lot. So I'm sorry in advance. It is because my lungs are starving for oxygen. Anyway, so yes, we are here in Kenya. It's beautiful. I can't wait to show more pictures and share a little bit of my journey here, especially on my Instagram and on my website. It has been quite a journey to arrive, but I do have some of my equipment. I do have my computer that arrived a couple of days ago. So I'm finally able to restart the podcast. And dun, 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 we are officially in season three. So thank you for the supporters. Thank you for those of you that have been listening. Thank you for the people that even, as soon as my podcast is uploaded, you guys are already playing it, which blows my mind that people 
listen to me from all over the world. It's crazy, but it's beautiful and amazing. And I'm absolutely grateful for each and every one of you. Let's see, most housekeeping issues. Oh, so I have started a Patreon and I've struggled with this a little bit back and forth. And on my, personally, I'm going through a bit of a evolution, I would like to call it. I always say that my business is my own spiritual journey expressed. So when I learn something or there is a bit of information that I acquire that I think would be good for the, for everybody, I immediately share it. But as I am evolving and growing and learning and acquiring new information, I realize there's not really a safe space a community per se. Some people like to call it a tribe. I I try to avoid that word a bit. Um, yeah, so I started a Patreon because I realized in social media, as much as I love my Instagram, it's mainly because a lot of the followers are on there. And for me, it's like my own little safe space, sort of. But Sometimes it does become infiltrated with people who don't have the best intentions at hand. And I'm seeing a lot of it within the community. So I decided to just start a page with a forum where we can connect, where we can communicate. There's three tiers. The lowest tier is just three bucks a month and it gives you access to all the postings and the links and the forum, which is on my website. You get a password, and there we can just speak openly and honestly about our experiences, about things that we see in a regular life, a lot of things uh, that happen to us that we dream about. If we want to learn a about a new traditional uh, path, if we want to learn a little bit about ritual work, spell work, crystals, energy healing, a different energy modalities. I just want to bring a community together of like-minded individuals where we are able to express without judgment, without the labels, the labeling of people. There's a big thing right now with the baby witches and the older witches. And I'm just like, yo, everybody started in the same area. Can we just honor and respect? And a lot of one, a lot of the bigger, uh, people have, are having a lot of issues with, uh, people just being nasty, nasty, nasty. So I wanted to provide a safe space and I'm hoping this, this is it. Uh, so if you want to join me, uh, you can join me at patreon.com slash remember love healing. Excuse me. That is my phone, which is a perfect segue to the next topic actually. Um, so how do I begin? Like I was saying, social media is makes it really easy, the anonymous veil, the anonymity, to just kind of talk out of place, out of turn, be nasty, be rude to people. And I've seen it so many times that a lot of people just become dejected from it, right? And I had my own little experience this week. Arriving here, there's not a lot of... Um, Latinos, Latinx, Latinas, however, whatever label you, you use. And there is a, a Latin group that I was graciously 
asked to join. Um, I met another lady at a rug shop out of all places. She said she was really amazing and kind. And she says, hey, there's people, um, Latinos and Hispanics and, and uh, that are here that um, we share information, if we see a sale, if we are looking for something specific. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that sounds great. I, I want to know where I can get some tortillas and, and some tamales and, and all that stuff. That's rocking. Let's go. So she added me. And everybody's really, really kind. And, of course, there's that exchange of information. But fast forward to a couple days ago. As you know, Halloween is tomorrow. And somebody was very vocal about the origins of Halloween. And I stayed quiet um, I thought it was a little out of place and out of turn, especially in a, in a group of about 400 people. And she was very insistent on why we shouldn't celebrate Halloween. And while somebody did call her out and say, hey, listen, this is a very open group. We accept all peoples of all faith. Uh, people do celebrate for traditional reasons, for religious reasons, and we are not anybody here to judge or police our opinions on it and I was like all right thank you thank you so much but she didn't stop she didn't stop and she kept going and said well I don't <laughs> I have to laugh I don't uh, what's the word I choose I don't complain when you guys ask for yoga recommendations or Reiki recommendations or any other demonic uh, recommendations, um, this is work of something along the lines of this is the work of Satan. We have to give a God all his glory and we have to be loud and proud and, um, and shower in his divine glory because Halloween also brings in demons that causes children and young adults anxiety and depression and lures people into uh, spiritualism and the occult. And that was news to me that uh, demons are responsible for depression, anxiety worldwide. So we don't need a pill. We need an exorcism. And a lot of people were just shutting her out. I was really tempted to leave the group because some people did agree with her, but a lot more people disagreed. And I was really, really grateful to see that. But since my Spanish is not at the level that it should be, um, especially for that group, I just kind of stayed quiet and watched it play out. And then I thought, eh, you know what? I'm just going to make a podcast episode. This is going to be my whole episode. And we are going to talk about this Halloween. I want to give you a little information on the origins of Halloween. So when somebody comes at you, you don't have to Google it. You already know. And this Halloween is a full moon, a blue moon. Oh my Lord. It's a blue moon. And there's a lot of happenings that comes along with the blue moon. So I'm going to give you some tips to take advantage of the blue moon. I'm going to give you some tips. What does a blue moon mean? And what to do to protect yourself from what is coming. So let's 
quickly dive into the origins and history of Halloween. Brace yourself, guys. I actually did research for you. So it's not an off-the-cuff episode. I'm actually looking at my notes, so you're welcome. <laughs> All right, so the history of Halloween, which actually goes back almost 2,000 years to the Celtics who celebrated what is called Samhain. Now, I pronounce it Samhain, and as I was looking at it, I was completely wrong. So Samhain is how it's pronounced. Uh, the Celtics celebrated their New Year's on November 1st, which also marks the last day of harvest and the beginning of winter. So Samhain was celebrated on October 31st at sunset. And this was believed to be the time where the veil between the living and the dead was the thinnest. So the dead can come and and roam the earth and walk the land along with the living. The Celtics believed that the ghosts of the dead would sometimes um, come to visit. So traditionally on those on the 31st home hearth fires would allow to burn out while the families complete the last harvest after the harvest was complete the community would gather with druid priests to build a community fire and i know you've seen these it's a uh, it features a wheel and then when the wheel turns it causes friction that causes sparks and the wheel was used to represent the sun Prayers were said during this time, and there was a cattle that was sacrificed. The celebrations usually lasted three days and three nights. Now, some of the traditions that have been written in text during these times, aside from the burning of the wheel and the sacrificing of the cattle, was a one of them was that you had to present yourself to local leaders, um, or it was believed that the gods would punish you. There was no violence, this is my favorite part. There is no violence allowed during the celebrations. If you committed violence or something that looked up as being violent, you got into a fight, you were sentenced to, to death, which was not so cool, but it was supposed to be a peaceful, loving celebration. Um, there also are some texts that show that it was a big, in some areas, was it was a party. You would eat to excess and drink to excess. Um, I did read that there was a time during dinner where you would open the windows and have the feast and invite the spirits in to eat along with you, which I think is such a beautiful idea, especially to honor the dead and your ancestor. And since the bell was the thinnest on that time, offerings were also left outside for the she, which is spelled S-I-D-H-S. And they're also known as fairies. So apparently fairies were not a positive thing back 2,000 years ago. Um, there were actually something that was uh, looked like it was feared. Now... Fast forward to the Middle Ages. As the Middle Ages came around, the bonfires moved closer to the home. So they would be burning these bonfires outside on the farms, and they were done to protect the people from fairies and witches, which 
I I probably need to look up the histories of fairies a little more because now fairies are looked at as beautiful and something magical. But back then they were not so magical, right? Um, and they would carve, instead of carving pumpkins, they would carve turnips, which if you ever, I invite you to Google carved turnips because they are terrifying. They would stuff them now, they would stuff them with coal so they would light up and then they would string them up. And again, this was to scare away the witches and the fairies. Later, the Irish start, excuse me, the Irish started using pumpkins instead of turnips. So thank you, Irish, because those turnips were horrifying. Now, once Christianity started taking over um, in Europe, as Christianity always does, they try to possess and plow through, um, through Europe, and they attempted to appropriate and own the holiday of Samhain. Pope Boniface moved the celebration to May 13th in the 15th century, and even though the holiday was moved, the people still celebrated it in end of October, beginning of November. In the 19th century, four centuries later, so let's see how slow the church was, um, Pope Gregory did move the celebration back to November, but declared November 1st as All Saints Day and November 2nd as All Souls Day. So the people declared October 31st All Hallows Eve or All Holy. So that is how you have Halloween. Trick-or-treating was another thing. The Irish and the Scottish tradition in the days leading up to Samhain, kids would dress up and go door to door to sing songs to the dead. And as payment, they received cakes. So I don't know if candy or cake sounds better to me. Probably the candy. So... The tradition for those of you who are going to be confronted with some of the biggest fan, fans of the Christian religion or Christianity or any religion, really, uh, you have a little background. It's not all about demons and Satanism and sacrificing children. There is a very, very concrete reason why it was celebrated by the Celtics 2,000 years ago. It celebrates the end of harvest. And a lot of cultures have that celebration of the thinnest day, of the day where they honor their dead, of of giving um, offerings to the dead. A lot of cultures have that. This isn't new, guys. It really, really isn't. Um, so yeah, that is a little brief history on Halloween. So when Miss Karen, sorry if you're named Karen, God, you guys are having a rough year this year. So if a spiritual Karen comes at you and tells you, gives you misinformation because everybody is going to pick a pieces of certain information to try to prove a point you can come back with some uh, concrete google history and give her either them or him 
a history lesson. Now there is a, this is a very special day for uh, Wiccans and Pagans and they do celebrate it in their own way. If you are celebrating, uh, be safe and enjoy the day. This is going to be a very interesting Halloween. It is a full moon and a blue moon. So I'm gonna take a quick little break, listen to our sponsors, and I'm gonna come back with some tips to help you survive this Halloween. I'll be right back. Halloween is tomorrow. Welcome back. Super excited. I love Halloween, but we are in the middle of a pandemic, so it makes it a little more challenging to go trick-or-treating. Um, we've chosen to stay in as a family and watch some family-friendly horror movies with my eight-year-old and scarf down tons of candy, popcorn, brownies until we are blue in the face and then roll into bed. And I'm pretty sure it's gonna rain that night here, so we will probably watch the rain on our balcony too. Uh, but full moon is not just candy. I'm sorry, Halloween is not just candy. I mean, full moons could be candy too. So this full moon, or this Halloween, my God, Michelle, get it together. This Halloween is an interesting one. It is a full moon. Not only is it a full moon, but it is a blue moon. Now, a lot of people get confused with the term blue moon. There are a few definitions for blue moon. I'll give you three. The first blue moon is the actual moon looks blue. And this has to do with the atmospheric um, haze, uh, sometimes volcanoes are erupting or there's somebody's burning something and it reaches the atmosphere and the moon looks blue, but it's not really blue. The blue, the moon doesn't really change colors. The other full moon is, excuse me, blue moon is yearly. And I believe that happens every 79 years where there's an entire extra full moon in the, uh, calendar in a calendar year. That's the second type of blue moon. The third is a blue moon is two full moons in a month. The month of October had a full moon October 1st and October 31st. So October 31st is considered a full moon. Now, a lot of cultures and religions consider a blue moon or a second full moon in a month auspicious because it does throw off their calendar. It throws off their lunar cycles. This blue moon is a Taurus full moon. <sighs> yes, it. So Halloween full moon is special in itself. Taurus full moon is heavy in itself. So not only do you have this very strong energy on a day that is considered a day to honor the dead and the veil is the thinnest, it's a double full moon. And this happens every 19 years. Full, excuse me, blue moons or full moons falling on Halloween is about every 19 years. All right, 
the next one is going to be 2039. So hold on to your hats for this one. Because now on top of that, we are in 2020. And if you listen to the first podcast of the year, the episode, I said that this year, a lot of truths will be coming out. There's going to be a lot of shadow work to be done. Uh, A lot of things that were being done in secret comes to light. And this Taurus moon is almost the same thing. So we are amplifying all those things. Full moon in Taurus. This is a time to release what no longer serves you. And I always say this, and I don't know why you all are not doing it. This is a time to let go. Release what no longer serves you. If something is not working for you, let it go. Just let it go. Get it out. Um, If it's a relationship that you're not happy in, it's a relationship that you're not fulfilled in, if it's a friendship that is is pretty one-sided, if you are in a living situation that is toxic, if, I, I know this is a really hard year for a lot of people. If this was last year or the year before, I can say, get a new job, get another house, just you know, make it work. And you can still do that, but it's really that much difficult now. I know a lot of people are really struggling living to paycheck to paycheck. I, I realize that and I acknowledge that I'm not some crunchy, it's, you know, spiritually dense person where I'm going to say, just manifest your best life and everything is going to just come out positive. That's not true. It doesn't really work that way. Spell work is work. It's not spell weight or spell relax, it's spell work. You put in the work that you're doing. So if you are in a toxic place or you've been looking for a new job, do that work. Put that energy out there. Do the research. Make those phone calls. Put those resumes in. I know it's a little harder, but not impossible. And do the work. Once you do the work, the energy is going to support you and you're going to go forth and conquer it and, and get that job, right? It's not just as easy as sitting there and trying to think of it and manifest and spell work and then you're just going to sit there on a couch and do nothing. Make those phone calls. Reach out to those people that you can network in. Open your LinkedIn account and reach out. But do what needs to be done in order to get out of a situation that is just not working for you because at the end, you're doing more damage to your health, your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health than if you were just to go. And sometimes that's scary, and I get that. But this is, this is the time to do it. Just do it. This full moon is going to bring those things that you have been repressing and saying, "Oh, I can, I can. This can wait a month. This can wait a little bit." And it's going to be like, "Hey, hi, how are you? I can't wait. You need to look at me, deal with me now, and let's get this show on the road." either get it done or just be in misery for as long as you want to be in misery. And this is a lot of time for shadow work too. A lot of us have had traumas. A lot of us are realizing past life traumas. A lot of us are working through a lot of crap, family dynamics, holidays are coming up. And you probably haven't spoken to that one family member, which more than likely will 
reach out to you very soon because this is a notorious time for exes to come to light. Um, do the shadow work. Figure out how to heal. Figure out how to work through those instances that make you uncomfortable and do it without judgment. And I know, and I've said this a lot, I realize that, but this is big stuff. I, and it's, I'm gonna repeat it over and over again. Shadow work is essential. It's those icky parts of yourself that you prefer not to check out and look and poke through. And it's easier just to suppress it and not, and just not do it and just be like, eh, you know what, this is fine. I had a, a friend reach out not too long ago and she's like, I don't know why I keep sabotaging my relationships. And I said, okay, well, let's unpack that. Uh, why do you think you do that? Oh, I don't know. I'm really, really good for a while. And then I start picking fights and I don't know why I do that. All right. Can you think of an instance or an example that you experienced maybe growing up your parents? Oh, my house was super chaotic. Like my parents never got along. Okay. So your normal is chaos. So when things are okay, it doesn't seem normal, correct? And it was like I blew her mind. She's like, holy crap. And I know deep down she knew it. All of us know why we do things, why we take a certain way, why we move a certain way. But it takes a bigger person to realize, acknowledge it. And if it's stuff that's just icky, how we can work at making it better. For some people, that means going to therapy. For some people, it means talking to a friend. For some people, it means journaling. For some people, it means meditating. And even some, some people, it means therapy and medication. And that's okay. There's no wrong way to do it as long as you're doing it. And I do it a lot too. Lately, a lot of things have come to a head for me as far as uh, my health. And it's like, all right, either you're dealing with it or we'll deal with it for you. So I've been making changes to my lifestyle in order to be a better version of myself. Now, this also gives you the opportunity to ask whether you are aligned to your purpose and are you on track with your intentions? Now, we all like to set intentions on our new moons or on our full moons or at the beginning of the year. We all have this like vision board of where we want to be. Are you there? Are you almost there? Are you working towards being there or have you slowly falling back into complacency? Really ask yourself that hard question. And that's a hard question to be honest to. That's really, really difficult because we want to be sure that we are on track to where we want to be, what version of yourself that we want to be. And if you're happy, if you've reached nirvana and enlightenment, give your girl a call because... This is not easy for anybody. And for those who are on their journey of healing, I tell you this, healing people are still able to trigger healing in others. Don't think because you don't have your shit together that you can't offer help to somebody else. If we are all able to offer a lending hand, I think we would progress a lot quicker where we are in our in our place in the universe. 
Um, so yeah, are you giving yourself the opportunity? This gives you, excuse me, this gives you the opportunity to ask where you are, where you are, where you're going, where you want to be and really dig in. And I think I said this already, but do this without judgment. Really, really do this without being hard on yourself, without hating yourself, without comparing yourself to other people. Oh God, we do that so much. I've been doing that. Totally guilty of doing that, especially past couple of weeks. And social media does not help in this at all. Trust. Um, comparing yourself to where you are to others. That's, that's, don't do that. Everybody, every flower grows differently. Every tree grows at a different place. We're all getting there. And don't cut yourself down. You can't grow if you're cutting yourself down. So be as loving with yourself as possible. Another thing that might be coming up during this time, during this Halloween blue moon, is the realizations of uh, quote-unquote fake or temporary relationships and or friendships. And a lot of the times when I talk to clients, I see a reoccurring theme amongst my clients. And this is a theme that has been popping up and it makes sense as we get closer to tomorrow. And this is the falling of friends who you thought were your friends and you realize it wasn't as strong a foundation as you thought. It wasn't as, um, how do I say? It wasn't as long-lasting as we thought and that's fine that's fine just because a relationship doesn't last forever does not mean it wasn't successful we gauge relationships by the length of it and that's incorrect we have to gauge relationships by what we learn from it what we experience from it how we grew from it so if you have lost touch with a friend if a friend has just slowly been drifting away, it doesn't, it's not a judgment call on you. It's not, it doesn't say anything about you or about them. Sometimes the relationship has, or the friendship has run its course and you both got the experience and the lessons that you needed from the relationship and it's done. You don't wish them any ill. What was it that Tupac said? I don't wish you, oh man, what's the line? You're not my enemy, but I don't want you to eat at my table. I, I just, I'm sorry. Oh my God, Michelle. It's like, you're not my enemy. I don't want to watch. I want you to eat, just not at my table. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes we're just like, okay, I think this relationship has run its course. I'm drained from it. Um, I can't do it anymore. And that's fine. That's your boundary. Figure out what your boundary is and let the relationship go. No judgment. Wish them well. Give them love and energy. And go on your way as they go on there. And finally, this is a chance to shed your old skin and come closer to the version the version of your higher self, the best version of you. If there's habits that you want to stop, if there are changes that you want to make, this is the time to do this. And I'm talking about changes to yourself, not about starting new projects or anything, but just changes to improve yourself. Again, things that are not serving you, unhealthy eating habits, if you're not exercising, if you're not loving yourself, if you're not having healthy boundaries, if you are avoiding a conversation with somebody just because it's going to be really uncomfortable and awkward, just do it. It's time 
we got to start taking care of ourselves and each other. They probably are going to feel just as awkward, but the sooner you communicate, the better it's going to be. Now, blue moon, thin veil, a lot of energies are going to be coming your way. Now, we of the listeners of the Spilling the Tea Leaves podcast are a little more aware, a little more woke, and we are fully aware of being kind and energies that are around us and not holding people responsible, not being mean to others, knowing that the relationship has run its course and healthy boundaries. We know all that stuff, right? But sometimes the people around us don't. And that means they will be mad. They are putting blame on others. And if you're in the U.S., the election is coming. I know, and I I try not to talk about stuff like this because this is a little breather room, but this is talking about the tensions and the energy, and you feel the energy is so dense. You log into your Facebook and you're just like, oh, nope, noping out of this one because you don't want to get into another fight with your Uncle Henry about politics. It's crazy. And now worse with Halloween coming than you have your super zealous uh, religious families coming at you from all directions. So a lot of dense energy is happening. This is a really good time to do a ritual cleansing, to do a spiritual bath. And if you don't have a bath, my shower friends, because I, for a while, I didn't have a bath either. I'm going to give you some tips on what to use with your shower. So yeah, it is, it's, it's, it's hard out there, folks. It is, it's dense. It is toxic. It might be a good word too, but fear not. We have some tools and skills that you can use tonight and tomorrow and the day after that you can use to mitigate some of those energies, protect yourself and raise your own vibrations. So if you are going to perform your own ritual this um, Halloween, enjoy it. Um, If you are looking for cleansing rituals that you can do on your own, if you are somebody who likes to practice alone, like I do a lot of the times, um, because I travel so much, it's really difficult for me to find my woke friends. Uh, I do a lot of these on my own. One of the things I like to do are spiritual, spiritual baths. And spiritual baths are really, really easy depending on your beliefs and your traditional and your and your belief system there's a lot of traditional belief systems especially within um, african-based uh, religions like uh, the 21 divisions or 21 divisiones um, uh, haitian voodoo uh, hoodoo uh, west african uh, there are the newer the louisiana new orleans voodoo um they have very specific herbs that they use. So if this is where you fall in as far as your spiritual practice, I recommend that you talk to your uh, godparents, godmother or godfather and ask what you should be doing. I am of another belief where I believe it's the intention that you're giving to the herbs. And there's a lot of very safe herbs and traditional herbs that you can use in your own 
practice. Some people refer uh, like eclectic witches or herbs. There's a lot. There's a lot, guys. This is why I have to start a forum, right? Like this is where I have to start a community so we can exchange ideas. I just want an idea exchange because it's a lot and it's a lot for me to share. I can just go through like 30 different things. Anyway, in a spiritual bath that I have used um, with good luck and that I do recommend and a lot of people uh, recommend, a lot of people within the spiritual community are a rosemary and Florida water. Now, Florida water... For those of you that grew up Hispanic, it's that little bottle of Agua de Florida that you find pretty much at almost every grocery store. It was the weirdest thing. And I always used to see this and I had no idea what it was. I thought it was just cologne, but it is a, it works as a spiritual bath. So a lot of, you can mix Florida water and uh, rosemary. If you don't have access to Florida water, you are probably not living in Florida. I'm going to link up a recipe so you can do your own Florida water at home. It smells amazing. And putting these in your bath and just sitting there, if you want to sit there in meditation or in prayer, is really good to just imagine everything just washing away, like shedding old skin. Another of my favorite spiritual baths is basil. These are herbs. You can also use essential oils. I like to use the actual green herbs. I have them in my garden. Basil, rosemary, and smoky quartz. This is probably my favorite one. Basil has been used for a really long time. There are different types of basil. I use a traditional basil, uh, the green basil. There is holy basil that was really, really popular for a while, and you can get the essential oil on that one. Um, rosemary and smoky quartz. And rosemary has been... It's just pretty much amazing. If you want to use it as a smudge, you can do that as well. Another spiritual bath is uh, sage, the actual plant, not the plant that is about to become extinct, the white sage, regular sage. Sage with rosemary and jet or obsidian in your bath. And I also like to burn a little palo santo on the side or your incense of choice. And these are very cleansing. They're going to offer protection. They're going to offer a lot of clarity and grounding, which we need when we are doing shadow work or we are just shedding old skin. Now, there is a belief that spiritual baths should be only done from the shoulders down. It is believed that when you do a spiritual bath over your head, you are sort of looking, losing your connection to the divine I personally don't believe this. I know there are some traditional uh, spiritual or traditional religions that have this belief. I don't think so, but do what works for you and do what you are comfortable with. If you want to do shoulders down or if you want to dip your whole head in. I like to dip my whole head in. I want to be all cleansed from the top to the bottom. Uh, your crystals. These are going to be your crystal friends. Your crystal friends. Now for this blue moon, we want protection, we want grounding, we want to transmute as much negative energy as possible, and you are going to have smoky quartz, it's going to be amazing, uh, golden sheen obsidian, or actually just any obsidian. I like golden sheen obsidian because it's sparkly, but it also adds a little bit of a oomph, I guess, because it works with your solar plexus. 
uh, jet, onyx, black tourmaline, black kyanite, selenite, and if you can pair it, whatever stone you pick, pair it with rose quartz. Two reasons. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Rose quartz really softens the stone's effects. So if you're hypersensitive, like I'm hypersensitive to black kyanite, I cannot sleep with it. It gives me really bad dreams. Um, and it also gives me really unrestful sleep. I pair it with rose quartz and it softens the effects. I don't have the negative side effects or this. I don't like to say negative. I don't like, I don't have the side effects. Reason number one. Reason number two, rose quartz incorporates love. So when we're doing shadow work, we're doing meditation, we are doing all this heavy, heavy work, we're doing it in a loving manner. And rose quartz really taps into that heart chakra. So we are doing it from a place of love. And if you have none of these stones, you can always grab a clear quartz and program it for your intentions. So you can ask it, I want clarity, I want peace, I want transmute negative energy and protection and just carry that with you. Things you can do in your home is smudge your space. Go smudge your sale. Smudge your space. Use your preferred smudging tool. So people prefer to burn rosemary or rose petals or lavender. I prefer Palo Santo or um, sage, not white sage, regular sage. Yes, the one for cooking. Um, or an incense that you pick up at your store. Any incense doesn't. If you have a preference, go with your preference. If you're called to work with one over the other, go with that intuition. Start flexing your intuition and work from that. And work from that place. And of course, keep your altar or sacred space clear sage it smudge it rearrange it if you want to honor you the dead if you want to put something in for your ancestors a grandparent that passed away a great grandparent and you just want to include it on this time just give thanks thanks for their protections and their prayers just put it in there it's, it's a really really nice gesture and it really helps us connect to our ancestors and our spirit team and this is the time to do it. And by the way, whoever has an altar or sacred space, I'm super jealous. The home that we're into now, we're all sharing an office, which is crazy because my kid has to do homeschool now. And it's it's a weird... And we're also not alone because we have a gardener and, and I have somebody that helps me around the house. So now, like, I don't have... A, I know it's... It's stupid that I'm complaining, but I don't have a little, my altar is not here yet because it's still coming and I don't have a little space to put my the little crystals that I traveled with or, or anything like that. So if you're going to light a candle, light one for me, I'll light a little white candle on that day and just get things on my, on my crate here or just something that I can say things. Anyway, that is it for today's episode. Um, again, my name is Michelle. Oh, fine. Before I leave, don't go yet. Don't go. I have partnered up with Center of Excellence, C-E-N-T-R-E of excellence.com. And they are offering some really, really, really amazing courses. Um, aromatherapy, reflexology, astrology, Akashic records, Reiki, crystals, you name it, they have it. Coaching, um, 
literally everything. I can't even, I can't even think of something that they don't offer. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more, if you're interested in a, in a particular practice, if you want to learn a little bit more about herbs, um, if you want to learn a little bit about aromatherapy or essential oils and their practices, ritual, I mean, everything, go to centerofexcellence.com, C-E-N-T-R-E of excellence. And you're going to see some prices there, but don't look at the prices because I have a coupon code for 70% off. Yes, 70% off. So once you sign up to the classes that you want, um, make sure you change it to your cur- your preferred currency on the top right hand corner and put in my code remember love 461 for 70% off because I love a sale and I love a coupon code and 70% off is right up my alley. So center of excellence, C-E-N-T-R-E of excellence and use my coupon code remember love 461. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm hoping to bring you an episode at least once a week. That is my goal. And that is what we're going to work towards as I am falling into a routine again. I guess every Friday sounds like a good day to upload an episode. Um, yeah. So again, my name is Michelle. You can find me online at rememberlovehealing.com or you can find me on Instagram at rememberlove. Please take care of yourselves. Be safe. Go in love. And if you ever have any doubts, ask yourself, what would love do? Have a great day and happy Halloween.